Ingrid Thompson gets really excited when connecting with like-minded individuals to get to know their plans and dreams. Everyone is unique. She's extremely passionate about things, well-being, and the health industry. Ingrid is about building financial confidence of small business owners, and she brings invaluable niche experience to the financial platform. Money and the financials have been overly complicated, and Ingrid's superpower is making complex things easy to understand. And especially when it comes to the financials, the numbers, and the business insights. Her book, So You Want to Start a Business, is the basic 101 when it comes to getting started in business. Ingrid's mission is to teach every business owner to understand the way money works in their business. Because when you understand how money works, your life changes completely and forever. While this is a massive goal, Ingrid says, we can make the world better one financially healthy business at a time. Please welcome Ingrid Thompson. Welcome everybody to Money 911, where we talk about health, wealth, and peace of mind. And I want to welcome Ingrid. You've heard her beautiful bio, and it's such a blessing to be able to share so many healthy money tips for your business. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I know when I started, I kind of just threw things at the wall. I'd never been trained in business. I didn't know how to do anything, right? And so this is so wonderful to have Ingrid here because she can help you cut to the chase and avoid a lot of the mistakes that we've made along the way. So Ingrid, it's great to have you here today. Thank you, Chris. And um, hello, everyone. And hello from Sydney, Australia, where um, it's going to be a lovely day. So we're early morning here and afternoon with you there, Chris. But, you know, I, it's so important to be talking about money. And I love what you're doing in the world. It's you know, the difference you're making to people. And even if one person listening to this podcast makes a change in what they're doing, then we've done our work, haven't we? Oh, but I know it's much, yes. much more than that. Yes, mm. but that's that's my money, is being yeah. able to help people because, you know, the love is the value of everything. The paper and the value goes away, but our yeah. heart connections stay. So... Yeah. You got inspired and you're really passionate about the financial well-being of small business owners. What got you in this really specific niche? Well, it, it well, there's two reasons really. It, and the first one is that it's essential for business owners to have an understanding of how money works. They don't need to get into the nitty-gritty and it doesn't need to be complex and overcomplicated, but a basic understanding of the fundamentals is what changes lives, people's lives forever. And I got into it kind of by accident. (laughs) I had a corporate career. I was a trained accountant. I worked for many years in a large corporation um, here in Australia in a couple of different businesses. And then I moved into the training and development department, which was an amazing sort of take my business knowledge and then train people in the business about their business, about customer service, about team dynamics, all those things that are so important in a big business. 
And then there was one of those times when the world changes and people's companies decide they don't need the training and development department anymore. And so I found myself without a job. And uh, so I, I did a bit of temporary work for a while. And then somebody asked me to be their bookkeeper. And at the time, the rules were a little bit less onerous than they are now for people to be bookkeepers. And I discovered the world of small business. And that was 20 years ago, and I have stayed in small businesses for 20 years, helping them understand their finances. I don't do any bookkeeping now because the rules to keep your registration updated is too, it's not what I really want to do, and it's not where my passion is. So I love helping people understand the money side. We still have the bookkeepers and the accountants doing the work, but I go in and help the team, help the business owner understand the financial side. And the more I do of this work, the more I realise how important it is to do because people get into business for all kinds of reasons and it's not to analyse their finances. It's so far down the list. They want to make a difference. They want to be a great dentist. They want to change the world somehow. Right, but they don't. No one says I'm just starting a business to my finances. Exactly. I say this a lot, but it's just what I've seen in, you know, 32 years is you go to school, you learn how to make money, you get out of school, and what do you do? You go make money and give it to somebody else to gamble. And it's like a roulette wheel. Will it be up or down when you retire? So that's why I'm Mm. in the safe money side. But nobody ever taught me about how it works in the business and how important it is. Like you said, you fell into it, the business, your business. So did I. And and I bet you a lot of us have. And then here we are with the business. And then in, you know, the USA, it should be S-Corp or limited partnership or, you know, the formation. And you've got a great book. So you want to start a business, right? Yeah, there it is. Very good. That, you want to start a business? Okay. So what do you think is the most important piece of advice that you'd give somebody that's just starting out? Is to just get your pricing right. Get your expenses under an understanding of what your expenses are going to be and get your pricing right from the get-go. So what I love to explain to people is that there's going to be the setup costs and that's going to be one-offs. And then there's going to be the running costs. So how much is it going to cost to run your business every week, every month, every year? And so once you have an idea of that, and then you decide how much profit you want to make and how much you want to pay yourself, and that's the total cost. And then from that, you can start to think about how much do you want to charge? Because until you know how much it's going to cost you to run the business, if you're pulling a figure out of the air for how much you're going to charge, you may not even make enough money to cover all your costs. And that's one of the number one things that I see where people get into trouble with business is that they don't have a clear understanding of how much the business is going to cost them to run and then how much they need to charge. And it would be very similar to the work you do with individuals, Chris, where how much does it cost you to run your your home for the year? How much is your, you know, what is your baseline that you need to make? And then how much money do you need for that? So it's the same kind of idea. But, you know, what should I charge for what I do is the number one thing to get right, right from the beginning. Because that way you set yourself on the path to have enough income in your business to pay all the expenses, to pay you a really good salary because that's what you, you're you not doing this for free and to have some profit to do the things that profit can do. 
That's it right mm. there. You, if I would have known that in the beginning, <laughs> trial and error, moving forward. It's still a bit of trial and error. It is Chris that it's sometimes always, getting that right. It's still a bit of trial and error, but yeah, at least if you're yeah. there with the fundamental solid. Yeah. And, and it's fluid because, you know, just like we just went through with the pandemic, one minute, you know, I have a brick and mortar business and had an office. Then all of a sudden now everything's virtual. So my live yeah. events became webinars and, and the meetings became Zoom. So you got to stay fluid and flexible. But Absolutely. There's mm. something that comes in called emotion and it's overwhelming and you know, I can't deal with it. How do you help clients get through that emotional overwhelm? Uh, it's such a great question. So I'm I'm a very practical person and the emotional overwhelm can actually, it can come from all the external things. You know, I think Stephen Covey is the, you know, grandfather of all of this sort of thinking of the circle of concern, the circle of, of influence. And so what can you really do something about? There is a pandemic. Like we can't stop that. It's raining outside. You can't stop that if you have, you know, if you plan a live event. But what can you stay in control of? And firstly, you can stay in control of yourself. So not getting into a pity party, not getting into, um, you know, the hysteria that goes around it. And have a five-minute hysteria or have an afternoon where you pull yourself and pull a sheet up over your head or, you know, don't do anything. But at some point, it's like make a list of all the things we need to do. What's the number one priority? The number one priority is to take care of your clients and take care of your business. What does that look like? Stay in contact with them. Jump to Zoom if you've been doing in person. If it's a rainy day and you've got something outside, then bring it inside. But what's the practical? What can you do? as a business owner to address what's happening right now. And, you know, I think just sometimes being here to talk to is what I do for my clients is that I had somebody ring me yesterday and she sent me a lovely message overnight and she said, thank you so much for your time yesterday. She just wanted to talk through this thing that's going on in the business. I think for business owners, having a network of people to help them at times when things are going less than they had expected. So positive people, um, what does Jim Rohn say? We're the product of the five people we hang out with. Like have a network around you. Being in your own business can be extremely lonely. So have a, a business coach, join a business chamber, set up your own network, get together with two or three other business owners. And, you know, I have a, a monthly meeting with some co-consultants that I work with. We we come and we brainstorm some ideas about how do we work with this client. So, you know, create your own network if there isn't one near you. And it doesn't have to be physical. Like, look at us. We're on the other side of the world. You're in a different day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you can. Day. Yeah, that is so cool. <laughs> You're in yesterday and I'm, I'm in today. In you know, so <laughs> Whoa, that's cosmic there. You're okay. in yesterday. Or you're in today and I'm in tomorrow, whatever way. You know? Right. But, but you know, surround yeah. yourself with people who, and listen to podcasts. You know, the more you've done to build your sustainability, the more you will be able to buffer the tough days. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned that you have a superpower for making complex, you know, concepts really easy to understand, mm. right? You you have, that's your brilliance. Maybe, maybe give us an example of something that's kind of tricky kind of concept that, that can be simplified for clients so that they can, you know, understand it and gain from it. I love this um, idea of making things simple because 
I, I believe, and, you know, with respect to the work you've done, there is a cohort of people who are the professionals and they have their own language and they love to use the big complicated terms to make us feel that we are not part of their group and we don't really understand what's going on. So one of the things that I like to talk to clients about is the difference between revenue and profit because people say these terms, what do they all mean? And, and there's about four or five different things. We have revenue, we have sales, we have income, all those sorts of things that are the money coming in. And profit, IT, Ingrid Thompson, it, profit is the thing that you want because you can have a lot of revenue, but if you don't have enough profit, you're not going to get to um, keep your business going for very long. So I, I really love the idea of being able to it. Profit is what you want and revenue is the big picture. So the revenue comes in and then all the expenses get paid out of the revenue you pay yourself and then it, profit, is what's left over. And so that real getting that difference between revenue and profit. So I hope that made it sound a little bit easier to just differentiate between profit and revenue. But I the, often it's... People look at a report and they say, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Well, let's just take it from the top. Let's look line by line. Let's look at each number. What does it mean? And it's just taking the time to do it and analyse what's going on. And then I do suggest that one of the other ways of keeping it simple is to do it on a regular basis because one of the reasons that finances can feel overwhelming is because we only do them once a year. Or maybe we don't even do them once a year. We hand them over to the accountants, that shoebox goes or, you know, the virtual shoebox now. I, I really believe that if you look at your numbers every day, at least look at your numbers every week, then you build a familiarity and they don't get so scary. That's so those are a couple of the yeah. ways that I make things simple. Yeah, that's really great because that's the thing about money. you got to pay attention and most people do not. In fact, a lot of people are scared. Like when I go, well, yeah. where's your 401k? Where's your IRA? Where's your, you know, your nest egg? And they go, I don't want to look at it. You know, maybe the market's crashing or something. And it's so much around the money is behavioral that people yes. need to, you know, take a deep breath, right? In through the nose, out through the mouth, right? And learn about money. And then when you learn yeah. about it and take the time, like you said, to look at the numbers, then that's empowering. That gives you power yes. and you don't feel like you're under something. It's your business. It's your m money. Nobody's going to care about your money like you do, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, I often say to clients, because we, we think about doing it and I do this with other things and we think, ah, oh, I won't do it right now. And you, you sort of, you have this anxiety or you have this apprehension about taking on board this, whatever it is you're going to do. So say looking at money and, and you don't do it and you go, you just get that, ah, oh, I feel so much better now that I don't have to do it. So you get that temporary relief. But once you actually start tackling it, it's that short-term pain for a longer-term gain. You just have to do it and take, as you say, a deep breath. And then once you do, the apprehension every time goes away. It really does. I have seen so many clients say to me, is this all there is? Like, is this it? And do you find the same, Chris, that once yes. your people get into it, they say, this is so much easier than I thought it was going to be. It's always that way. And, I, and that's almost, 
I intentionally, because when I see that come up in me, I was like, I don't want to do that. I make myself do it. <laughs> and as I do that, as I overcome that anxiety, like, no, yeah. I'm going to do it, even though I don't want to do it. All of a sudden, I'm I'm stronger, and there's less of that angst in me. It was like, eh, I know it's going to work out, and there's a confidence that happens when you I, do it, and you yeah. keep doing yeah. it, and you, and it it does. It moves you forward. It's it is amazing how much of it is as you think, right? right. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of common mistakes. What do you think? Just off the top. That business owners, you know, we just talked about one where they're not taking the time to look at their numbers. What other one is another mistake that maybe you could help people avoid? I, it goes back to my first um, a comment about pricing. I think getting the pricing right is truly important. And then having a rigorous system of putting your prices up regularly. And I think a lot of people, particularly in the last couple of years, have felt apprehensive about doing that. But if you're if you're going to the local coffee shop and you're buying a coffee for, I don't know, we're paying we were paying three dollars fifty for coffee and we're now paying four dollars fifty or five dollars because they have put those prices up incrementally over the last couple of years. So people now pay five dollars for a coffee, five dollars Australian for a coffee and fairly willingly do that. So if they had gone from $3.50 to $5, we would have all thrown our arms in the air and probably not had coffee quite so often. But I do encourage people, you know, to put the prices up on a regular basis, not weekly or anything, but, you know, every six months, every 12 months, really review your pricing because lots of things have changed. You know, insurance has changed, people's rents have changed, and I know a lot of people, you know, like you and I run a business that isn't bricks and mortar, but it could be. Um, there's a lot of bricks and mortar people that are paying a lot more than they were paying. Wages have changed. So it's really important to keep up to date with their pricing. And the other thing, I don't know, do you have this idea of mates rates where you give your mates a different pricing um, where people get discounts because they're friends and family or because they've been for some other reason, um, you know, that they believe that they ought to be having a discount. So I do feel it's important to be very careful about discounting. So it's around pricing and it's around, like you said, paying attention to the money on a regular basis. Um, but I do find that people feel apprehensive about putting their prices up, that they're not sure how to do that. So I work with clients closely to help them putting their prices Keeping their prices current is really what I would say. It's not all about putting them up, but it's certainly about staying current and being mindful of discounting or having different prices. I did it just as an example. Um, I had a dental client a couple of years ago who was very generous and gave discounts to different people. So I said, well, I think we should track this and see just how much discounting you're doing because it's okay to do it, but it is a form of marketing. It is part of your business. So we just need to know how much that is. And after four months, he was astonished at how much discounting he was doing. So he continued to do it because he wanted to feel part of a community. He wasn't doing any pro bono work. So that was his way of doing pro bono work in the community. But um, he reined it in a bit and made people who who ought to be paying the full price, he changed the pricing. So I just think discounting can sometimes get away from us um, right. if we do. So I think pricing is pretty important. You're in business to make money. I mean, right. at the end of the day. Mm. Pay attention to your pricing. And it seems so obvious, but 
most people don't really. <laughs> and most people get in the habit of putting all the profit back into the business. That's one thing that I've seen a lot with people, startups or people that have been around for a while. They just keep putting. And then when they come in my office, they're starting their retirement plan at 65 or something like, <laughs> you didn't save anything. <laughs> and they got really great, you know, yearly income, but nobody, you know, it, and I won't say nobody, but a small percentage of people are, are saving. So the saving and paying attention, right? Yeah. Now, maybe you could share with us some of your personal habits or practicing to maintain your financial health. So my own personal financial health, I have my phone and on my phone is some apps. So every morning I have a look at my superannuation, which is the 401k, because I like to see what's going on with that so I know how much my my income like how much that investment is I like to look at my uh, there's another app that I have that is my stock shares my stock prices so I like to have a look at what my shares are doing so that's for my own and I like to check my bank account I always like to make sure that every transaction in my bank account for my business and for my personal and my credit cards are only the transactions that I have arranged so I, I have five minutes every day where I have a look at my personal and my business finances to make sure everything's where it's meant to be. So that's one of my personal habits. And then weekly or monthly, depending, is I'm not sure how you feel about this, Chris, and I'm, I encourage business owners um, to be mindful about this as well, is it's very easy to auto-pay a lot of things. But when you auto-pay a lot of things, you don't realise just how much you're paying. For some things and you know I had a subscription that was $45 and then it was $50 and then it was $55 and then it was $60 and that was over but not a very long period of time and at some point I decided I actually didn't need that subscription anymore now that was an auto one and they sent me an email to say it's going up and you go oh okay yeah yeah it's going up but if you're actually paying the account every month or every quarter you do get a sense of that's how much money's coming out of my bank and that's how much going into the supplier or the, the provider's bank account. And I think there's, I'm not sure how you feel about this with your clients, Chris, but I think there's something in being mindful of just how much you're paying for something. And I'll give you a really good example of this. Is Qantas is our airline. Like you may have heard of Qantas. As it's an Australian airline. It's the biggest airline in Australia. Um, and it's a pretty well-known worldwide airline. For the first year or more of the pandemic, because airlines was closed, we had no planes coming and going apart from a few emergency ones. So the team, all, a lot of people were laid off. Um, a lot of parts of the business were closed down. The CEO of Qantas approved every single payment during that time. The accounts people set it up. I'm not saying he was in there setting up and doing the, the accounting, but at the end of the day, it was him who pressed the button on every single payment out of their bank account to wherever it was going. So he approved payments for, so he kept a very close check on what was being paid for everything. And you can imagine it's millions, like even at a, at a reduced. So that's how important the outgoings were in that business. And I encourage my business owners to pay that much attention. I'm not telling them to get down and into the nitty gritty, but 
but you know maybe not every single time but you know at least once a month at least randomly sporadically get in there and check what's being paid for what absolutely mm. and and i got to add a ps to this Oh, look, please. Look at your credit cards. I cannot believe <sighs> every credit card I get. There's some kind of little charge. Like, where did this come from? I didn't sign up for this membership. I just bought a flashlight. And the flashlight set me up for that fine print that we don't read. Right. And I've been paying this, you know, $59 every month for how long? It's shocking. And same with the bank statement. you got to look. It's amazing. I find money. It's kind of fun. It was like, oh, I found some more money. <laughs> you know, you dispute it, and they normally, yeah. you didn't know they can't, they're can't. they bad, so they can't prove that anything happens, so you get your money back. Yeah. But yeah. you make yeah. money by paying attention. That's the thing. Well, and, and you do. And I don't know um, if it's the same, but we have this tapping where you can now just tap your phone at, at the um, at the shop. They have all kinds of electronic. You can just tap your credit card or you can oh. tap your phone. And quite often you can't see how much you're tapping for. I don't And so, that. yeah, so, you know, it, really paying attention to how much you're paying. I think that's one of the my personal things that I like to really make sure. Yeah. And looking at your bank account on a regular basis. If you if you're only looking at your statement once a month, you know, it's now and it's six weeks ago since whatever that those dates were, and you think, what was that charge? Oh, I'll look at it later. But right. if I'm looking at it this morning in the bank, it's on the statement, is either in your computer or it's on your phone. And you go, What was that charge for yesterday? I'll ring the bank today and I'll find out what that is because it's it's right now and it's current. Right. So I think you're absolutely like pay attention right. to the to the monies. Exactly. And you know, it's a combination. You're very passionate. I think that's part of what attracted me to have you on about you Thank know, you. things, you know, well-being and financial health. And I always say health as well, because what good is money do if you don't mm. have your health? But there is a financial health that I always talk about. And I'm in safe money. I'm in places where I've never lost one dime of my client's money. So I only do safe money. And I show people how to create tax-free income and take money and double what they have in their savings. It's wow. the 1% do and the yeah. 99 don't know about. And that's why I broadcast Money 911 and talk about it and have great guests like you. So, Thank you. It's so important for yeah. people to understand money. It's so important. And the, the well-being, right? I find there's so much mindset, right, around the money, you know, the yeah. angst or the fear, a lot of fear or worry, because most people don't. You know, right now, I just, I got a stat today that 42% of baby boomers don't have a savings. I think that's just ah. U.S., CNBC wow. is a stat. 42% of boomers don't have savings. That's pretty frightening. Some of the stats that I'm seeing about because of the economy is so rough and people using credit cards to survive and, mm. and not and not being able to pay their electric and mortgage and, and it's pushing people into financial disaster. You have to do a financial checkup. And I, I call it where this is a little thing that I tell my clients when I'm coaching them is you do a, um, a journal, your financial journal. And I know you have a tip yeah. that you'll share with us in a second. 
where you do your discretionary and non-discretionary. So keep all your receipts for a month, then put it, add them up, put the two columns and you'll have your discretionary and non-discretionary, right? So the things you really don't need that $5 cup of coffee every day. How's that going to add up or extra pair of shoes or extra purse or whatever it is? You downsize all that. You find money, you make money and you get out of debt. You know, you just put the credit card in the drawer. Gets better yeah, off if you can't mm -hmm. pay for mm -hmm. it. Don't get yourself in the debt because you'll just be a slave your whole life. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? Oh, I absolutely agree. So I have some really good examples of that um, from a business perspective. So very early on, one of a business owner that I knew well, she was making little gingerbread cookies and then she started making marshmallows and then she made cakes and she's had um, she started with stands at a market and now she supplies a lot of the best restaurants and, and cafes in Sydney. And her team, she, she, her daughter was at school and her school friends used to come and help put them in the packaging and help with the parceling up. They're making the marshmallows and they wanted a new mixing machine um, to make the marshmallows. And they, they'd been down to one of the shops where they sell mixing machines and they said, look, it's only going to cost us this much. Can we have one? Because that would make our jobs easier. And she said, well, we have to figure out how we're going to pay for it. And they said, well, why don't we pay for it? like now and it'll make our job easier and then we can make more money. And she said, no, we're going to calculate. So what they did was she helped them calculate how many gingerbreads and marshmallows did they have to sell in order to buy the mixing machine. So they had to sell however many of each it was and how many do they normally sell each week at the market and then therefore how many weeks was it going to take them to save enough money to buy the machine. And that's what they did. They didn't buy it on credit first and then pay it off on the hope that they would have an easier life and sell more marshmallows. And so I think that's a really good example. And I've seen the same thing with, you know, the dentists that I work with. They love gadgets. They go to these trade shows and they buy things. Right. The Pilates instructors that I work with, you know, they love being able to buy new equipment. But my clients figure out a way how much is it going to cost to buy this? What is it going to take? Do I need five new clients? Do I need three new clients? What do I do to pay for that? And then they do that and then they buy the equipment from the money that they're making in advance. That's so rather than, and that's the same in personal. If you want, if you want to go on a holiday, I travel a lot in all my life, even when I was in my early twenties, I just got another job. I took a weekend job, you know, I took a night job so that I could earn some extra money because my nine to five paid this much and that was great. But if I wanted to have something else, I went out and earned more money before I actually had and didn't, I'd never come home from holidays having to pay for things. Um, I buy things up front and I just, I bring that philosophy to my business clients. That's great. That's, that's the way to go. You know, there are a lot of financial tools and apps available, and it's kind of overwhelming. Like, which, <laughs> what do you do? Where do you start? I know you've got a little favorite thing that you, you know, you're recommending, right? I have a couple of things. I mean, I love my phone and I use my apps consistently um, there. And um, I think that you can make it quite simple from that. I think if you're, once your business is at a certain stage, it's super important to use software for your accounting and for your 
and for your accountant and just to really streamline and make those easier. So whatever the software is, it's QuickBooks or Reckon or Mind Your Own MYOB, whatever those ones that you want to use. So I, th- I do think it's super important to have, but I personally, I like my banking app. I like my, yeah, I just, I find that so much easier than doing things in the computer even now. I do. And you, and you have a little, sh- um, a little sheet. What was that? You were telling me about earlier a little tip sheet. Or- oh, I no. What I have um, for the business is I have a health check. Health um, check. It's a series. Yeah, it's a series of twenty questions. They're rapid fire, yes no questions, um, and it's online and it's at my website. So it's healthynumbers.com.au forward slash health check. H e a l t h c h e c k. So that's your financial health check. That's 20 questions and it's, it takes a couple of minutes because you know the answers and then at the end of it you get a personalised report for that. So it's healthynumbers.com.au forward slash health check. Healthynumbers.com forward slash. Dot A-U. Yeah. A-U, right. A-U, because we're in Australia. Under, my girl down <laughs> under, my sister down under. <laughs> Absolutely. That's good. Our sister, sister's in money. That's what we are. Healthy healthy yeah. money, right? Healthy money, yeah. Because totally. it is. If, it, if it's not healthy, it's not. you, you don't want to outlive your money. And mm-hmm. that's why I talk a lot about, you know, money is just energy and really it's just you know, piece of paper. and Yeah, it's a made-up thing. It's yeah, a made-up thing. Shells. A lot of it mm. doesn't have gold behind it anymore. <laughs> but where you plant it is what's so important because those little gophers yeah. can, you know, ruin your, your flower and your bud. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Why don't you give us one final cherry on the top today that leave our listeners with? I think I've maybe said it already, but it's easier than you think. And I know you say, oh, Ingrid, it's easy for you to say that. But I promise you, I've never had a client who has not been able to understand once we sit down, we turn everything off, we take a couple of deep breaths and we focus for a short amount of time. It's absolutely doable. If you can do what you can do in the world, whether that's Whatever your profession is, if you're good at that, you can be good at this. And it's not the reason you're getting into into business, but it is part of being in business. I'm here to absolutely reassure you that if you can understand what you do, whether that's hairdressing or plumbing or, you know, whatever that business is that you can do, whatever those skills are that you have, you can do this. All right. Very cool. Make sure you get a hold of Ingrid at healthynumbers.com.au, right, for you and her and if you book. Think, right. So you want to start a business, um, so which is just a really, really simple seven steps. It's available on Amazon. It's, um, yeah, and, oh, and email me. My email address is in there. I'm sure you're sharing that in the show notes, ingrid at healthynumbers.com.au if you have any questions. I just love helping people. Beautiful. Well, it's been a joy to have you here. Everybody listening, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, because we've got more great guests like Ingrid today. And Ingrid, healthynumbers.com.au for you, all the listeners, please say hi to our sister down under or upside down Thank whatever you. way <laughs> all right thank you so much chris it's been a delight and listeners thank you for listening thank you
appreciate it. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot, go to meetwithchrismeller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.